Good morning, Steve Dale's Pet World on WGN. A very special show for you, as you'll hear in a moment. Uh, And later in the program, veterinary medicine is changing really fast. And one of the ways in which it is changing is the possibility of third-party platforms providing us, as pet parents, information about our pets. This one is called PetZ, and, well, Mike Ortega, who's the founder of Petsy, will be here to explain. Dr. Roger Mugford is an old friend, talking to him on uh, following a sad occasion, actually, and that's the passing of Queen Elizabeth, because he was the Queen's dog trainer. In the UK, everyone knows Dr. Roger Mugford, at least if you have a dog, you do. Companyofanimals.com. He's created Lots of different products, including a head halter called the Halty, which is sold everywhere in the United States. Dr. Mugford, it's good to talk to you. How are you feeling? You knew the Queen. So how are you feeling after the big, huge splash and attention that this has gotten around the world, hasn't it? When I first heard of her death, I just said, well, this is a private grief. I was totally sorry for the family. But then it became a national and then an international phenomenon. And, you know, the the funeral was watched by four and a half billion people, half the world's planet, were tuned in at some time for that amazing funeral. Um, And, yeah, it's touched so many people. And the most poignant moment for me were twofold. One was the playing of the lament on bagpipes uh, during the ch- both church services which i thought was so poignant and all the, the second was uh, the, the passing of her funeral cortege past her fell pony pony mm-hmm. that she was riding until two years ago uh, i mean amazing a 94 year old lady riding um, going out riding around her estate around windsor castle and that little pony was called emma and and of course Two, two little corgis, her last two corgis, Mick and Sandy. And uh, they look absolutely charming and, and slightly lost as the funeral cortege passed them. Yeah. So, but those were both very touching moments. Um, a, she loved Scotland and she loved Scottish music. And B, she saw, sure loved her animals. Indeed, uh, which I'll talk about. How was it in the first place, though, that you came to be the Queen's dog trainer. I mean, did the Queen literally pick up the telly and say, uh, yes, uh, Dr. Mugford, I'd like to see you. How, did, how, did that, how does that work? It, it worked because I only see people who are re- recommended or referred by a veterinary surgeon to a vet doctor. And, and, and this vet uh, local to me whom I knew said, oh, I've got a client who's got uh, nine corgis. Oh, and a few other crossbreeds. And uh, guess what? They're fighting one another. So I, I mean, it says, I'd be really surprised if they weren't fighting one another. And, <laughs> uh, and, and uh, there are not many people in the world who have nine corgis, uh, apart from Her Majesty. So I pretty well guess it was her. My home visit was duly arranged. Yeah. And uh, I, I popped round to the castle. She was at that time living in uh, uh, this amazing, very ancient 1066 it goes back to. So a, a ten a thousand year old castle at Windsor. So when you first go out there, did you meet her indoors, outdoors, were all of those dogs around her? And did you actually see and witness what the problem was in the first place, that these corgis were not getting along? Uh, I 
I, I met her indoors in the, so as you'd expect, expect a, a pretty gilded, a beautifully furnished, uh, uh, a very, very posh setting indoors in the castle. Uh, and the, But quite quickly, we re reverted downstairs to the grounds, and there we met the 11 dogs in all. Um, and so I took a history, as one does, and we're very professional about these things and asked lots of searching questions, but quite, she was passing quite searching castles at me to establish my credentials. Um, and, uh, and then we observed the dogs because the problem was that uh, several dogs were fighting one another at, at any one time. There'd be five dogs in a fight. Now, any of you, you, I'm sure Steve had to break up a dog fight. Well, with two, it's difficult enough, isn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, without being bitten uh, and and five dogs in a melee uh, with uh, and most of her dogs uh, would did not have tails so nothing to grab hold of she never put collars on them except for walks um, and so they'd be running in the grounds or in, the, in several houses and um, without collars so just nothing to grab hold of and surprise surprise brave members of the household members of the family have been bitten when trying to separate hmm. them from these fights. Well, I'm thinking water hose might have worked, but even more <laughs> than that is prevention in the first place. So what did you do? How did you fix this issue? Um, but by studying the social dynamics within the group, much as you would looking at the social dynamics within a family of children or parents uh, uh, in, in any commercial organization. Um, and uh, who, who does what when? Who's the initiator? Who's the disturber who is the one who uh, um, dislikes the other uh, who initiates fights and and often signaling between dogs is so fast that the human mind can't really process the information so really one would use slow motion video i we were talking about 30 years ago we didn't all have um, cell phones that would do clever video so uh, i was going with my brain trying to process the social dynamics between these dogs that I repeat. Nowadays, we would use um, slow motion video. Um, and we resolved that there were two dogs in particular, Chipper uh, and uh, one other, and they were really the ones that started a fight, and then the others would join in. So Chipper had to be rehomed to her daughter, who's called Anne, Princess Anne, and, and she's another great dog lover. Uh, and um, there's another story about, about my involvement with Princess Anne. But but all all of the all of her four children um, became dog owners, dog lovers, and her grandchildren too. Of course, Harry has two dogs, I believe, in 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 uh, LA, and um, and certainly William does back in London. So, um, and it goes right back to. Uh, Victoria, who was their great great grandmother, and and and, and doubtless back into history, the English royal families have always loved their dogs. Well, apparently she was very much a dog owner, like I am, like you are, that like all of you who are listening are. Uh, she just loved to to be with her dogs. And and the fact that dogs are non-judgmental, they didn't care that she was queen or who the heck she was, uh, did she actually, when she did put a leash on him, did she pick up after dogs do what they do? Yep, she's an all-round dog, dog carer. She supervised what they were fed. She could train them 
as well or better than I could um, to uh, sit in a circle and wait for their food. Really? She, I want to I want to uh, talk about that. So it turns out, and I've read that that she was really adept at understanding dog or horse psyche really really well. You've worked with so many clients, probably thousands over the years at this point, Dr. Mugford. Did she have that special something that every once in a while you do see in a client almost saying, oh, my gosh, she could have been a dog trainer? Yeah, she really could. And so significantly, none of the fights that uh, I, I was there to solve occurred when she was present. It was only when uh, lesser mortals <laughs> like staff or um, members of the family uh, were present that the fights occurred. So she exerted a very total control over the group. Um, and by total control, you don't need to have a whip or be horrible. Um, you just have to have a certain je ne sais quoi uh, authority and consistency. And she had all of that. Uh, well, there's a, so, uh, there's a lesson to be learned from that because there's some thinking by hopefully a decreasing number of dog trainers that you have to show your dominance and you have to physically do whatever you know where where in fact the queen uh was i i don't know you have to tell me it didn't seem by looking at images because that's as close as i've ever come that she was a particularly tall woman or a big woman no she's the, the, that was delightfully petite and um, and yeah her authority came through consistency um and <laughs> um, I'm sure that she did use her voice in a gruff way, uh, which is about as far as you need to go in terms of violence with dog training. The dogs just simply obeyed her, and she wasn't like me. I, I walk around with a bag of treats in my pocket, um, but th th that g generation was not used to using treats uh, to the extent that in modern dog training. But, but the significant thing she did understand that social hierarchies were the problem and and that is something that i would say is contrary to the message that you hear from a certain fraternity in the world of dogs that uh, the modern dog has been changed so much from the wolf that um that dominance and social hierarchies don't matter anymore they do but the way we communicate and the way we elevate our situation so that we are in control of our dogs, psychologically speaking, is through much more subtle messaging than obviously being physical, putting choke chains on, electric choke collars. So, Dr. Mugford, we only have about 10 seconds left, literally. So, it, in a phrase, if you could sum everything up with your experience with Queen Elizabeth, what would that be? A remarkable woman, a woman who's left a, a heritage in so many areas and including in caring for and compassion towards animals. Perfect. Dr. Roger Muckford, always great to talk to you, even under these circumstances. My condolences to you, since you knew her personally, uh, and I thank you for joining us. Thank you, Steve. Mike Ortega is the founder and CEO of an organization, a, a website called Petsy. If you have a pet, check it out. And, well, I, I think we begin here simply, Mike. What is Petsy? Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Well, Petsy is an on-demand mobile pet telehealth app. It's a free downloadable app. Everyone's had this experience, Steve. You come home from work, you get up in the morning, and there's your pet on the floor in the living room, and you go into panic. What do I do? Do I take it to the emergency clinic? And <clears throat> what Petsy does is allow you <clears throat> excuse me, to open up, click a button, and be connected to a veterinary professional within 10 seconds for a consultation call on your pet's health, its care, and its behavior. Now, this is not necessarily only 
for the kind of situation you describe. But it could be something like, oh, my, my dog has had bad breath for two weeks now. Should I be concerned about it? Or my cat, I can't get the attention of my cat. My cat seems to be ignoring me even more than my cat ever did before. So anything like that, this can work for as well. Exactly, Steve. Thank you. Yes, it is a perfect opportunity for pet owners to just ask a professional about their pet and get a really wonderful, concise, you know, direction on their pet's health, you know, and and happiness. And it's a flat rate $20 call for every single call. There are no hidden costs, no monthly costs. It's just $20 per call. And if I make that call, who am I talking to? So we have curated um, vet professionals in all 50 states to answer calls when people call the Petsy app, and we try to get a person that is closest to you. So when you talk to that person, of course, if there's more that needs to be done for your pet, they can make an immediate recommendation to come into their clinic or come to a clinic near you. Our technology is built on the smartphone, so when you make a call to Petsy, we see where you're standing based on the IP address of your phone. So you could be traveling with your dog on vacation in Denver. Something's happened to my dog. You call Petsy. We walk it through. If it's determined you need to see a, a veterinary clinic and you say, well, I'm on vacation in Denver, we have an interface to a company that has all of the AHA certified veterinary clinics and emergency clinics, and we can make a recommendation right where you're standing. You pick one of those clinics, you tap the button, and it gives you GPS directions right to the clinic. And that would be AHA, meaning the American Animal Hospital Association. Yep. Now, now uh, timing is everything. And currently in veterinary medicine, right, wrong, or otherwise, the reality is you call your veterinarian, maybe who you've been going to for 20 years. And certainly, if you call a veterinary clinic you have no relationship with, you're going to have to wait days, if not weeks, potentially months, to get an appointment. That is just the reality. Go to an emergency room and the wait might be hours and hours or they might not even take you in the first place. So can you explain your place in all of this? Because I know your intent is not to replace a veterinary visit, but there does seem to be a need right now. Yes, there is, Steve. There there is a gap currently in how we're providing veterinary care and, and pet uh, health. So we've talked a lot about the crisis in, in the veterinary sector. You know, veterinarians are aging out. There's not enough of them. The advent of COVID came. The advent of pet ownership going, you know, growing fivefold in the last 10 years. So there's enormous pressure on the veterinary clinics. We want to help them. We want to be a complement to them. We'd like to be sort of the pre-authorization process that everybody wants. I just wanted to pick up the phone and call someone and understand what I need to do for my pet. If they told me, Mike, this is what's happening with your pet, you need to go see a clinic, I would have picked my pet up and carried it down the street. So we really try to fill a gap uh, for the veterinary clinics and also for that pet owner to really get an understanding of what the next step is for the pet. Now, to in part promote what you're doing, you are hosting a party October 9th. We at are. 4 o'clock. We are. It's co- part of the Petsy Wellness Tour, which is national, but in Chicago on the 9th at Park and Field. That's on Fullerton, 3509 West Fullerton. Tell us what this party will entail. 
Yeah, wonderful. Thank you, Steve. Well, we're introducing Petsy to a number of cities throughout the country with live events that we call the Petsy Wellness Tour. So please come out. We're at uh, Park and Field. If you have not been there, they are a vintage sports club and a craft beer bar. They have an award-winning beer garden. So it's going to be fun for pets, for pet owners. We have about a dozen companies coming um, to from from all the way from puppy canine massages to gourmet dog uh, treats that, that another company makes. We have a number of rescue organizations that are bringing dogs uh, for for adoption, and it's just going to be a, a, a absolutely wonderful time to introduce people to you know pets, health, and wellness. And I'll be there answering any pet behavior questions you may have. October 9th at four o'clock, and that's at Park and Field, thirty five oh nine West Fullerton. And the most important question I haven't asked: What's the website for Petsy? Oh, it's just Petsy.com. Just go to Petsy.com. You can see us. We're available in both of the app stores. And as I mentioned, um, we have vet professionals in all 50 states, so we can take your call anywhere you might be. P-E-T-Z-E-Y.com. P-E-T-Z-E-Y.com. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mike. Thank you, Steve. Pleasure. So it seems like an obvious thing. My cat is in pain, but it's not so obvious. Cats are magicians. They hide pain, and they do so so efficiently. It's hard to notice. So let's say you have an older cat that jumps off the bed, always jumped off the bed, is still jumping off the bed, but now when you take a video, and you almost, the only way to catch it, almost, is to take a video, and the cat is sliding down rather than taking a flying leap. Well, that cat is probably hurting. The cat doesn't want the impact, to hurt. So the cat makes it so there's less impact. Another example, the cat is going up or down stairs and now is going diagonally up or down the stairs. Now, listen, cats feel pain just as dogs do, and dogs often do hide pain, but we are, do a better job of, of reading dogs than we do cats, and cats do a better job of masking their pain than dogs do. So the combination of those two things put together, it is very often very difficult to tell if your cat is in pain. And people think, well, my cat's just getting older. Well, maybe the cat is just getting older. But that doesn't mean your cat has to be in pain. And it isn't only relegated here to older cats. Many cats of, you know, an eight-year-old cat. Yeah, that's right. Uh, In part because we have so many cats that are uh, plain obese or overweight, and and that contributes to... But we don't know why so many other cats do have osteoarthritis, and getting on top of this early seems to be most beneficial. So how do you do that? Well, historically, there's been a multimodal approach, and that still makes perfect sense. Multimodal means do a little of that, do a little of this, do a little of that. The non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs historically used for dogs and for us can be problematic for some cats, particularly geriatric cats. So if that drug can't be used or you're concerned about a side effect, now there's an option. And this is what this all leads to. You know, I like bringing you new news. And this is not good news. It's great news for cats. The best thing that happened to cats, I believe, since tuna. It's called Silencia. It's an injectable. Your veterinarian has to do it. So you can't just, oh, I, I want to do this like you would uh, insulin for diabetes. No, your veterinarian needs to do that. It's monthly. But boy, oh boy, it's being used in Europe now. It's a monoclonal antibody. That's a buzzword that you've probably heard having to do with treatment of COVID-19 for people and for lots of other things as well. 
totally new technology, but Europe's had it for quite a while, and it turns out to work. Sometimes, not always, I suppose, but sometimes the results are dramatic. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you see a cat barely... I've seen these videos. Cat barely is able to get up or down stairs, and now the cat is like a kitten, going woof, 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 up and down those stairs. I mean, it's it's really incredible. And as far as adverse reactions, eh, pretty much nothing. And that is very nice. Ask your veterinarian about Solencia, which will be out soon. And we'll talk to you next week, right here, bright and early, on WGN.